Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Long Live Hollywood Podcast. My name is Aaron. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. God bless you. Folks, on this episode, I'm going to be talking about Disney. Disney is going back to their 2D roots of animation. They're going to start making 2D movies again. And then I have my review of The Northman, which is currently in theaters. And then I'm going to talk about falling asleep at the movie theaters. That is the show. So at this time, make sure your Bluetooth headphones are fully charged. Make sure your Apple AirPods are nice and snugged in your ear. You don't want them falling out. Whatever device you are listening to this podcast on, make sure you don't have any interference of any kind. Turn up the volume. Crank me up a bit because I have a great show for you. You're listening to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. Let's do it. Here we go. So Disney is considering going back to 2D animation. I read an article on ScreenRant.com. This is awesome. This is really awesome news. I've been saying this for a long time now. I like the Pixar movies, you know, but what's wrong with a little bit of diversity? Give us some 2D stuff. Once Pixar films became more popular, they gained a lot more credibility, Disney sort of moved past 2D animation. Disney did support both Pixar movies and 2D movies equally for a while back in the day. Today, not so much. The very first Pixar movie came out in 1995, and that was Toy Story. At the same time, the same year, a Goofy movie came out, 1995, and also Pocahontas in 1995. And then the next Pixar film that came out was A Bug's Life. That came out in 1998. That's quite some time between 95 and 98 for a Disney movie back in those days. That's quite some time. Between 95 and 98, uh... Hercules came out in 1997. The Hunchback came out in 1996. Now we're in 1998. Mulan comes out. And I guess you can throw in Doug's first movie that came out in 1998. That's when Disney bought the rights to Doug. And also A Bug's Life came out in 1998 as well. So we are in the year 1999 and Toy Story 2 comes out, which is arguably the greatest Disney sequel of all time. And in the same year, Tarzan comes out. You'll be in my heart. Believe me, you'll be in my heart. Now we get to the 2000s. For me, this is just me. These are my words. The 2000s was a bit controversial for me. Disney was still giving us 2D animation. They gave us Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Brother Bear, The Emperor's New Groove, which aren't bad movies. When it came to the 2000s, I knew pretty early on. I, I, I had a, you know, I had a feeling that they're not going to do the old stuff again. Now we're watching Atlantis. We're watching Treasure Planet and and movies like that, which are not bad movies. 
At this time, I guess you can say I became less excited whenever a a uh, 2D Disney movie came out. And it wasn't because I was getting older. It seemed like in the 2000s, Disney, they were making movies for a new generation, a different audience. At least when it came to the 2D movies, Pixar was already different. Pixar was making big money at the box office, which indicates that it was clearly more popular than 2D animation. And Pixar back in the day, Pixar animation back in the day was groundbreaking. For, for its time, it was groundbreaking. And now here we are in 2022. Disney is going back to 2D animation. I hope they make some quality stuff. Let's go back to the roots. Now would be a good time to introduce new Disney princesses. And you know what would be kind of cool? Let's say Disney did decide to make more Disney princesses, right? But here's the twist, people. What if Disney decided to use 1950s, 1960s, 70s style animation? Right? And when you're watching the movie, you're like, oh my God, look at the animation. It looks like something from the 50s. Nostalgia. Movie magic. Taking us back to the days of Cinderella. Taking us back to the days of Beauty and the Beast, Snow White, uh, Sleeping Beauty. Right? You know what I mean? That would be kind of cool. It is a long shot. It probably will never happen. Uh, Disney does like to stay current. They want things to look shiny, digital, brand new. The chances of us seeing something that looks like something from the 50s, 60s, 40s, it's a long shot. So, I'm glad Disney is making more 2D content. Let's hope that they take the Disney fans from all generations into consideration when making new content. That is all. That's my hope. It is time for my review. I knew nothing about this movie going in. I never heard of it. A lot of people were praising this movie, so I decided to go down to the movie theater and see it. My movie ticket was supposed to be $5. Why the hell was it 7 Not a big deal, but I'm a rewards member. It was supposed to be $5 on Tuesday. But anyway, my review of The Northman starts right now. The Northman is directed by Robert Eggers. Some of Robert Eggers' critically acclaimed movies, some of his popular movies are The Lighthouse and The Witch. And it stars Alexander Skarsgård, Ayanna Taylor-Joy, Bill Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, William Defoe, and Ethan Hawke. I didn't know too much about this movie going in. It really wasn't on my radar, I saw it out of complete curiosity. 
I was just curious. You know, I started not to review this movie. I was really debating if I really wanted to put this review on my podcast. The movie is not bad. Don't get me wrong. If you heard from different sources saying that this movie is a must-see movie, it's, it's, it's really good, that is mostly true. They're telling the truth. I do have a little bit of a problem with this movie, but it's not an official con. It's something that I struggle with every day, no matter if I'm watching a movie, a television, a television show, or if I'm just simply having a conversation. The dialogue is very hard to understand, and that's because the accents are very thick. I can watch any James Bond movie. Some accents are thicker than others, but I can understand the story just fine. Game of Thrones is a little bit more challenging to me. I did have to rewatch some episodes over just, just to see what was happening, what was going on. The Northman is very challenging to me. I didn't understand the dialogue from the beginning. Very challenging, very thick. Yeah. Because of all this, I knew that this review would not be as thorough slash, you know, intellectually stimulating as my other reviews. And that's why I kind of wanted to drop the review altogether. But anyway, The Northman is essentially a revenge story. It's basically Lion King with Vikings. So Alexander Skarsgård plays this Viking prince named Amleth. And at the beginning of the movie, Amleth's father, the king, is murdered by his brother, who is Amleth's uncle. And on top of the uncle killing the king, he also takes the king's wife as hostage. So there's that. This all happened when Amleth was just a little boy. Literally the next scene, he becomes a man and now he's on a quest to avenge his father and find his mother. And now we have a movie. A man on a mission. And that's pretty much where this review stops. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I don't know what else to say. I mean, (laughs) the action is good. It's violent. Boy, was it violent. I was not ready. I'm talking Game of Thrones, Mortal Kombat violent. People die in very gruesome ways. It's shocking. Well, not that shocking. Uh, It was more shocking than I anticipated. I thought the performances were pretty good, dialogue or not. These actors really disappear into their roles. I did not know William Defoe was in this movie. I didn't I didn't know that until the credits. William Defoe has a very recognizable face. I can't believe I missed it. <laughs> There's some heavy drama scenes, heavy dialogue. I wish I knew what they were talking about. <laughs> Their accents were incredibly thick. I couldn't understand anything. I did not understand the story. All I knew was Amleth wanted revenge. That's it. The movie has really good sound mixing. It's a really good sounding movie. The cinematography is great. Really good looking movie. 
Uh, I already said the soundtrack. Uh, the, the the sound in general is epic. I love the sound. The sound in this movie really has some weight to it. You can hear the sound of a sword slicing through someone. You can hear bones break. You know what I mean? Has the sound has a lot of weight to it. Like like watching Game of Thrones. Very weighty, uh very realistic. You're squirming in your chair. So I'm gonna go ahead and give out my grade. I'm going to give this movie a B. I'm not going to fault it because of the dialogue. That's my problem. There is a good movie in here. I don't plan on seeing it again in theaters. I may buy the movie when it comes out on 4K and watch it that way and and have the captions, you know, and really try to understand the movie. Final topic, everyone. This one's a little funny. Let's get into it. So I went to the barber shop recently, got my hair cut. Has this ever happened to you? Let me ask you guys a question. So you're sitting down in the chair, you're getting your hair cut. Have you ever tried for dear life? To stay awake while you're getting your hair cut? I'm starting to really struggle with this. I can sit down on literally any comfortable piece of furniture and always feel a nap coming. It happens all the time when I'm at the movie theaters. It doesn't matter what movie it is. 30 minutes into it, no matter what the movie is, I feel the nap coming. I usually manage to shake it off, though. The last time I fell asleep in a theater, I couldn't really tell you. I think I probably fell asleep maybe twice in my life. I never fall asleep. I want to. <laughs> sure. Especially if the movie is bad. Those theater chairs are so comfortable. Yeah, but I always try to stay awake, even if the movie is bad. I wanted to sleep on Captain Marvel. <laughs> I was fighting to stay awake. It was so hard. The guy two rows ahead of me, that dude was sleep. Maybe, eh, maybe like 35, 40 minutes in. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. And, and, and he slept throughout the entire movie. He missed the mid credit, uh, the uh, the mid credit scene. You know the Easter egg at the end of the movie. He missed it. He slept throughout the entire movie. I was so sleepy. <laughs> I was so tired. I was so sleepy. I wanted to get up and do a lap, <laughs> walk around the theater or something. Not falling asleep while watching Captain Marvel was tough. It was tough, guys. And what made it really tough, um, the theater that I was at, it's a theater called Imagine, Imagine Theaters. And they, they specialize in luxury, quality. So the chair that I was sitting in was unbelievably comfortable. 
high quality comfortable. You will fall asleep fast. Very comfortable. And again, I do want to fall asleep sometimes, but I can never bring myself to fall asleep no matter how bad the movie is. I I don't know. I just... I, I don't know. It can be the worst movie ever. And... And, uh... I don't know. I, I just force myself to, to watch it. <laughs> you know? I fall asleep at home watching movies all the time. And that's due to the fact that my lazy boy chair is extremely comfortable. No matter how awake you are, you sit in my chair for 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes, it's lights out. Sleeping at the movie theaters. I haven't done it recently. It sounds luxurious. Especially if your chair is... High quality, it's comfortable, it reclines, you know, it kicks back. It sounds luxurious. It really does. Okay, people, that is the end of the episode. That's all I got. That's a wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Be safe out there. Love each other. Do nice things for each other. And good things will come to you. I promise you. Take care now. Bye-bye.